Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we just want to do the bit where we tell you to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Uh, if you'd like to, you can support us on Patreon. And of course, we have our hotline as well. If you'd like to call in or send us a signal message or an email, let us know an interesting story you've had with a cryptid, maybe an alien. Until then, enjoy the show. Explorers to another episode of the Acid Cat Spirit Hour. It's me, the Colonel. I almost forgot my rank. <laughs> I, to, if anybody who listens wonders, I am an actual Colonel. That's a legal thing. It's not my, it's not my name. It's not what I was born, but it is a legal. It's on my ID. I am a, legally a Colonel. Uh, and this is Caleb, my son. I'm, <laughs> I'm legally put a Caleb. Little name things much later. Yours is going to come much later as I introduce you. Yeah, uh, we hope you're well. We're here to talk about all the weird shit in the world. Um, tomorrow's conspiracies today. <laughs> How are you, Caleb? I'm good. I'm good. My uh, I'm also legally a Caleb. It's on my <laughs> license. <laughs> <That's> true. So. <laughs> legally a Caleb. That's it. That is his name. It was born that way, though. I was. I was. No, I got this rank. Uh, the way Caleb's work is you have to kill one, you take over their name. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I am Caleb, fifth of my name. How was your week, bud? It was good. It was good. Uh, not a whole lot of spooky shit happened. We've well, been what a some, boring week. I know. We've been getting some weird weather. Some weird... Uh, I mean, there's been some ghostly stuff at the bar lately. It's true. Would you like some... to tell everybody about the glass that exploded? Yeah. So uh, we had this group of people just sitting at a table at the bar, and they had... Uh, we used a bunch of old glasses, because why buy new glasses when there's a ton of old glass out yeah, there? That's all prettier anyway. Uh, but they just had a water glass sitting in the middle of their table. I was actually asking them if they needed another drink, and they were looking at the glass. I was looking at the glass. No one was touching it, and it's just sitting in the middle table and just just shatters. My theory is that it was sexual tension. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys so need anything? Just, just hey the, air, the air got so What can I do for you? Tight. I know. Record <laughs> scratch and all the glasses are like <laughs> uh, No, that's, that one's a wild one. We, you know, we, we have a haunted we, the bar is in a we can't really fully dox ourselves, but it's in an old haunted building. Uh, of there, and there's a, been a lot of blood shed in the area yeah. where it is. It's a very a lot of heavy stuff in that area so it, we get a lot of stuff we get all kinds of lights we have lights in one section of the building caleb's section of the building that just won't stay the right color mm -mm. yeah it's but it's not consistent enough to seem like an error like yeah it's something else we also occasionally will have just one that changes color yeah. yeah uh a weird a lot of weird electrical stuff yep um i've had glasses just break in my hand before uh, we had a guy's water get knocked over the other day. Oh, yeah, we all watched that. We were all standing around talking, and it was another, like, seasoned barman in town. We were sitting there, and his water just slid right off onto his lap, and it probably slid, what, four or five inches yeah. before it fell? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, anyway, so we we had kind of a spooky-ish kind of week. Yeah. Work's been spooky. Work's been spooky. Life has been very cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. not very hot. We're yeah. We're still in that. That's true. The heat dome. We're... Well, we're a higher up in the air, too. 
So, you know, it's always a little warmer up here on the ship. They did get the, the TMG guys got their AC fixed, which is sick. So we're they did. feeling a little comfy. They also threw some shade our way in the most recent TMG podcast. They said they're the only podcasters in space, as if we're not, like, three doors down from them. It's just, I think it's hazing. I think they do it because they think that we're junior podcasters. But what they don't know is that we're senior space guys. We are. I've had my head in the clouds my entire life. So today, we're telling a fun story. We love a cursed car. We do. Um, and we're going to get into that cursed car here in just a minute. But as has become tradition in the mm-hmm. past few weeks, we like to talk a little bit about the craziness that's happening in the world around us right now. Yeah. As opposed to what maybe did major. happen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, tomorrow's conspiracies today. Uh, so we want to talk a little bit about that today. I wanted to, first one I want to talk about is uh, the Air Force recently put about $68 million, or million dollars, uh, yeah, million dollars into um, hypersonic. So there's this company, Hermaeus, mm-hmm. and they make hypersonic. Uh, basically, they make spaceships. Put it in very plain terms. They make reusable spaceships. It's what uh, Starship, it's, you know, we- Terry, our weed guy. Yeah. The spaceship he's been building to come up here to see us. I mean, I'll, I've told him so many times that he, he just doesn't miss us before we beam up. He does, you know, but he's just such a lazy pothead that he never makes it. And he's like, well, I'm just going to build a rocket to come up to you guys. And it's going pretty well. He's blown up a few of them, but he's a pothead. So what do you expect? Anyway, uh, so he's been trying to make reusable spacecraft that can go up and come back down. That's what these guys specialize in. And they are more in the spaceship variety. So, like, stuff that actually lives in space. Because we're now getting, you and I were talking about this the other day, but Mm. we're now getting to a point where we're talking about, like, space borders and stuff. Yeah. Which I re- I'm excited as a sci-fi guy that that's happening, but I didn't really think it was going to happen in my lifetime. Yeah, it's also weird because, like, I don't know, Earth's ever-rotating and space is ever-expanding. We know those two facts to be true. So how do you really set a border in that? Well, you know, that's like the... that's I mean, <laughs> Star Wars has taught us a lot that yeah. uh, you can't really, you know? I think you just it, look in the sky and it goes... America, Russia, China, America, Russia, China, just really fast. Well, I'm looking for, yeah, I'm looking forward to the the issue that we're going to run into, uh, which is Americans inherently, uh, you know, it's the colonial mindset. So we're the, the most advanced version of thinking the world is ours. Well, we're going to start thinking that the universe and galaxy is ours. And I think that the the real issue with aliens is going to come when we cross into their yard and we put our flag down and we're like, this belongs to the U.S. And somebody's like, this belongs to Russia. And a giant Zyglorb comes up and it's like, and eats them all, you know? Because it probably doesn't. We're going to get far enough now where things don't belong to us anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not that they did in the first place, to be perfectly clear. Yeah, they never did. We just thought they did. Yeah. Uh, And then the other thing I wanted to talk about is good old-fashioned ransomware attack. You know, uh, and it's nice. In it's in Indiana, so that's yeah. that to me is like per, you know Midwestern ransomware attack. Yeah, yeah, your home planet, Indiana. My home planet. So uh, a, a um, Jewish hospital, the Ashkenazi uh, Hospital Medical Center in Indianapolis, was hit on Wednesday with a ransomware attack that started at 3:30 in the morning, and they're a part of a much larger network of hospitals. There's like 50 hospitals, 46 hospitals. Yeah, under them, um, and they saw that their systems were being attacked, so they had to shut them down. But what that meant was they shut down all incoming ambulances. So they were turning away ambulances all day because of this ransomware attack. And fortunately, it was resolved, which is why it's easy to kind of like just throw in as a headline here. Yeah. But I do think it's an interesting thing. It's fascinating that that happened this week. I, I would be, I mean, 
we're not even that, when we are, when we're not up here, when we're down on the planet side, uh, we're not that far from Indy, and it surprises me that we didn't hear about that mm -hmm. in any sort of local news, it didn't make a newspaper, because, you know, that's a pretty serious deal, especially on the back of that shooting that happened at the yeah. FedEx facility. It just feels, it's everything's starting to feel very uh, Mr. Robot to me. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, in my articles, I you know me, I like to find the weird and wacky and funnier <laughs> sides of things. Hey. <laughs> well, you you talk about serious news, <laughs> which it, it fully encompasses us. You're like, here's some of the things that are going out in the world around us, and I'm like, ha ha, fish. <laughs> uh, so this week I found uh, a waste collection worker in Ohio was able to re reunite some lost money with a grandmother because a family went over to help the grandmother clean her house, cleaned out her fridge and freezer, threw it all in a garbage bag, threw it away, and the grandmother goes, hey, um. There's an envelope with $25,000 in the freezer. Be sure to keep that. <laughs> and the daughter was like, Why uh, she keep it in the freezer? Yeah, of all the places, leave a comment if anybody in your family or if you keep your money in the freezer. I've kept my money a lot of weird places, and my money spent more time out of bank accounts than in them. Um, I back up the conspiracy guy thing. I got a burner phone. I don't have a bank account. Um... <laughs> Also, that's why this video, we make no AdSense, because I don't have a bank, there's nowhere for it to go. It, doesn't, it would just go into a bucket. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's spooky. There's a real fun quote here that says, the grandmother says, hey, there's an envelope with $25,000 in there. Don't lose that. And the granddaughter recited, Grandma, I already lost it. It's in the garbage. because <laughs> you put it in the freezer. That's where you put dead cats that you want to stuff later, Grandma. And you don't put the your life savings there. Bury it, or I don't know, put it under a mattress or something. Put it in a safe. But, uh, I, I, you know, like I said, I'm fine. I understand not wanting to put it in a bank account, but don't put it in the freezer. They they were able to get a hold of the operations supervisor. Uh, he was able to contact the truck driver before it reached the landfill. And that truck driver was like, sorry, man, freezer's empty. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, also, I quit. <laughs> I quit. Uh, I'll see you in like a year. Uh, $25,000 is not that yeah, much. It's not like, that money. Yeah, you don't ever quit your job. It is in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But still, don't quit your job if you stumble upon twenty five grand. That is not enough to quit a job over. But uh, they were able to intercept the truck before it got to the landfill. Uh, after 10 minutes of searching, they found the right bag, and they reconnected that money with the old lady who, for some reason, put it in her freezer. They should recreate this for a Mr. Beast video. I left $25,000 in a refrigerator, <laughs> see if you can find it at the dump. Oh, man. And my other article today is uh, there was a Ralph's in L.A. that uh, had an unexpected visitor Saturday morning. <laughs> at uh, 6.45 in the morning, LAPD got a phone call reporting multiple bears <laughs> inside this Not Ralph's grocery thinking. store. Not what you were thinking. No, that's, uh, that's actually the Ralph's in Glendale. Um, <laughs> no, so officers arrived. There was only one bear inside the grocery store. Uh, they were able to uh, get wildlife support in, tranquilize it, and take it back to the woods. Uh, the bear is fine. Uh, the people are fine. But they're like, hey, guys. <laughs> store is out of honey. So the funny thing is, they get there, they're like, oh shit, there's a bear in this Ralph's. The bear takes off. The bear's like, fuck, the cops are here. Shit, there's uh, a people <laughs> in this Ralph's. I was just trying to get some honey. That <laughs> takes off, gets lost, they lose visual on the bear, they find it hiding under a trailer in the northeast corner of Walmart near the Ralph's. So they find it, they trank it, they take it back to the woods. Everyone was safe, no one got injured, including the bear. Um, but yeah. 
It went back to the Angeles National Forest. Man, that's funny. Yeah, the, the bear. I was when you were talking about there being multiple bears. The first thought that came to mind is one of the popular senior pranks. You know, is you get like five or six pigs and you number them one through ten. Yeah, and then you let them loose ferrets. It's really good to do with ferrets. It'd be very funny to do with bears. <laughs> you just get like four bears and Put you number them one on to them. six. <laughs> and just spray paint the side with the like, mm-hmm. you know, the hair spray paint stuff. Not nothing just dangerous. White. Just, Number six, like, oh, God, wait, that's number six? Imagine if the first bear One, you saw was bear two, number six. Six. Thirteen? <laughs> you get four bears, but it's, like, a big difference. How many bears are in there? I don't know, but I just saw a bear that said 47, so we better get on it. <laughs> man. There's, we got a really big problem. There's a, uh, I can't play it, because, you know, I can't, but there's a TikTok that I saw the other day of a a bear getting into somebody's car they're like on a porch it looks like they're in big bear or something and it's a black bear and i think I believe it's like a mercedes or something a silver car and he walks over the door and they're all like shouting at him they're like bear no no bear no and it opens the door and, and everybody's just like no no bear no and he's standing there upright just like hmm no, i've opened your door what are you gonna do i love that man bears and bears know how to do that now they tell you in uh in yellowstone and stuff to be careful because the bears you're not even really supposed to lock your food in your car. They say you can put it in your trunk sometimes, mm-hmm. but most cases, no, because they'll just open the doors. The bears totally know how to open car doors now, and I think it's hilarious that because we like to hike with like Snickers bars, bears now know how to drive cars, and that seems like a really big <laughs> downside to consumerism. <laughs> that is a really funny domino chain reaction. Yeah, dude, like, what happened? Well, I really like a Twix, and now the grizzly bear stole my truck. Hmm. <laughs> I, I also really like that video. It was from a couple years back, but it was just inside a house, and you just hear like a little bit of tingling. It sounds like someone's trying to unlock the door, but then all of a sudden it just, and the door gets launched off the hinges, and a bear just walks into the house and then starts bashing on the piano. <laughs> I'm here to play the keys, Sam. <laughs> he woke up and he was like, "Today I must jazz." <laughs> Okay, well, with all that said, I love the news segment, man. That might be my new favorite thing. The podcast is slowly just going to become that. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk in, in today's lead story. We're talking about another cursed car, as I mentioned at the very beginning there. Uh, we love a cursed car. We love we cars. Do. We're car guys. We're we like... car guys. We love cursed cars. One of our personal favorite episodes is the James Dean episode. Or... Yeah, yeah, James Dean. Yeah, I... yeah, well, because you think of Little Bastard. Well, Little yeah. Bastard, like, while James Dean is a big part of that and it involves James Dean's death and, like, the car killed him... Because it went on to kill so many other people, it's not it kind about of James overshadows Dean. him. Yeah, actually, it's, what caused me to pause is I always get James Dean and Jimmy Dean mixed up. <laughs> the sausage man about his <laughs> his car brother. That, yeah, that <laughs> killed him. No, yeah, but you know that was a as we discovered in that episode that was a Nazi curse. Yes. So if you don't know what we're talking about and you're familiar with the story, you should really check it out because <laughs> we're not kidding around. It it's really probably was a Nazi curse. If we'll put it this way, if there are Nazi curses, it was one. Yes. Yeah. So today we're talking about a slightly different different kind of curse on a car but just as deadly arguably more deadly, uh, more really. deadly on this yeah. one uh, and this is uh not the second world war but instead the first world it's war. not a nazi curse this came no. before nazis yeah this is a franz ferdinand curse is what this is it is uh, do you want to tell them about the car yeah so before we get into the curse we'll talk about the car and the people that made the car yeah so the car uh was made by graf and Stitz. 
or uh, stilts. And it was made for France, or it wasn't made for Franz Ferdinand, right? It was not made for Franz Ferdinand. So the Graf brothers actually started making bicycles. Yeah, which was common with like coterie, you know. Yeah. I mean Harley Davidson, they were they made bicycles. Yes. They just took a motor and went, huh. <laughs> But uh, the Graf brothers started making uh, bicycles, and their bicycle company. You notice that a lot of like early plane and car companies were brothers. Yeah, that very much feels like one guy was interested, and the rest were just obligated. It was probably one guy that was into mechanics, and one guy that didn't know what he wanted to do, so he just went into business. Yeah, he's like, well, I'll just like work with my brother. Half the people I went to high school with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I see why people used to have siblings. Yeah, it was like if I'm the <laughs> people used to have siblings. You know that thing people used to do with back, siblings. Well, back when people used to have, be able to afford to have children i can understand why you'd have multiple ones there's an advantage to that i have a sibling but we're not competitive like that yeah and i you definitely wouldn't want us making you a plane that would be a it would look cool but it would be bad uh i have a sibling as well she's probably watching hi kels um <laughs> hi kels <laughs> if we probably did anything together like build a plane we'd get probably a third of the way through it we'd yell at each other and then we'd both cry so <laughs> well who's to say that's not what happened so anyway franz ferdinand's cursed car yes uh built by the graf brothers um they started making bikes. Once their bike company took off, they ventured into cars. Uh, they actually made what is believed to be the first ever front-wheel drive automobile. Yeah, which is really fascinating because when you think about, I don't know, I guess I would have expected it to be a company that went on to continue to be a company. Yeah. You know, like a lot of those early innovations led to those, like Mercedes-Benz, like Volvo and Mercedes-Benz both made airplanes before they made cars. Yeah. Same with BMW. All of those companies, you know, so like those innovations, they they kind of brought a lot of that stuff to cars and that made them successful. Uh, the one-cylinder Votier. I love that it was a one-cylinder. It was a one-cylinder. It was built in 1895. Uh, never met mass production. Uh, mass production. They mass production. Uh, mass pollution is what cars yeah. do now. Yeah. No, mass production. Uh, there was only one of it made. Okay. The car, like I said, was built in 1895 and was still in working condition in the 70s. That's impressive. So they did something right. Yeah. But, well, I mean, we're talking about a handmade object. You know, like the problem that you run into with um, cars in general and machinery is when you have to tool it, when you have to make, when you're making a moving thing. In a perfect world, you can machine all the tolerances for everything to fit organically. It's yeah. sort of like, it's this big, so this has got to be that big. But when you're mass producing these things, it gets a lot more difficult to do so. That being said, Edison's first light bulb is also still burning. So, you know, there's yeah. like, the economics of industry have a lot to do with the quality, obviously. I still can't get over that it's a one-cylinder car. You know, I've had one-cylinder motorcycles, and I think the biggest one of those I ever had was like, no, seven, eight hundred cc's. It's really, that's, <laughs> the fact that it pushed this car around is impressive. Uh, but in 1901, the brothers uh, started working with Willie Stift. Willie Stift. Yeah, there's some good names in this one. We bring that up a lot, obviously. If you're a fan of the show, you know that this is a, a podcast with a lot of good names. Uh, and they started making cars together. Willie Stift was an automobile importer, and okay. then the Graf brothers, of course, were venturing into making cars. Uh, come 1904, they founded a company together called Graf and Stift. Uh, Graf, this is where it gets even funnier. Graf and Stift started manufacturing cars for a company known as Spitz. <laughs> so it was Graf, Stift, and Spitz. Man, that is a fake lawyer t-shirt from Spencer's Gift circa 2004, 100%. if I've ever heard of one. Uh, We're going to make those shirts. Get ready for merch. They, they stopped making vehicles for Spitz when it went bankrupt in 1907, and they just started making their own vehicles. So Graft and Stift 
is the brand Graffenstift. They made luxury vehicles. Yeah. Uh, a lot of automobile companies at the time, you could only afford an automobile if you were very wealthy. Yeah. It's a very expensive thing to have. Fun fact for those who don't know, uh, the reason that we have a weekend is because Henry Ford noticed that while he was paying all of his employees this money, they couldn't spend any of it back at the factory. Uh, so he just decided to give them a day off. And when they couldn't decide on which day off it would be, because both Saturday and Sunday are holy days, it just became both, and you were able to buy a car. Nice. Yeah. That second part might not be exactly right. It might have been one day, and then there were protests later. That I think there might have been like Jewish labor organizers l later that led to Saturday. So don't hold... Feel free to leave a comment. I don't totally remember. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to remember. But oh, yeah. that is where it came from, yeah. So they wanted you to be able to spend that money. Because, yeah, if you having a car was really expensive. I mean, having a car now is still expensive. Uh, but they went on to start making luxury vehicles, and the luxury vehicle we're talking about today was bought on December fifteenth, 1910. It was a double Phaeton bought by Count Franz von Harrach. What a name. Yeah, it was a super impressive name. A guy who's kind of lost to history. Yeah. Um, but he, he had some interesting background. Franz von Harak, he, uh, like I said, was a man kind of lost to history. It took a little bit for me to find him. Um, doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. That's how lost to history he is. But he was a major landowner. Um, he, and he came from a long lineage of industrialists. Okay. So, like, his grandfather was a glass worker. His father was one of the big pushers of the Austrian um, Industrial Revolution. Okay. And, like, they owned steel factories and foundries and wire mills and stuff like that. So he was super big in rebuilding. Yeah. Um, which makes me think of a theory that I'll get into at the end of the episode. Okay. But he also uh, founded the Alfredhut, which was an area in um, Austria and part of the land that he owned that was like this arts district mm -hmm. that had wire mills and foundries and machine factories and breweries. So it was kind of a cool thing. It's still it's around. A, yeah, that's what, and that's also what arts districts like still are. Yeah, it's funny when people like <laughs> fucking hipsters and it's like, well, I mean, honestly, this is what these have always looked like. Um, yeah, but <laughs> it's still around too. It's in uh, Janowitz, Austria. Okay, um, Janowitz is the area that he owned. But he had a lot of money, and he used that money to buy this one-off car uh, that is now affectionately known as the Death Limo. Yeah, which what a fucking sick name, as you saw in the thumbnail. And that is because he was uh, loosely related to Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Of course, he was a count, so he wasn't as noble and regal yeah. as Archduke Franz Ferdinand. But, uh, he didn't have as many stripes on his chevron. Oh, yeah. He only had, like, two stripes <laughs> instead of five or something. <laughs> but um, You ever seen Franz Ferdinand? He was... It was the whole thing, man. <laughs> he just was all stripes. <laughs> uh, so, oops, all stripes. <laughs> um, so, uh, as we know, and if you might not, uh, if you didn't learn a whole lot about World War One, Archduke Franz Ferdinand uh, goes to visit... Um, in Germany, and he, he, the Count is like, hey man, when you're in town, come use my car. It's a nice car, you're gonna be doing parades and, and visits and shows and stuff yeah, like that. Me, it's a one-of-a-kind car, it's really fucking sweet. Live a life of luxury. Yeah. So they get in the car, and they're driving down the street, and uh, unbeknownst to Franz Ferdinand, there is a small militia group that is like, hey, we should kill this guy. <laughs> 
Um, so as he's driving down in a parade, one guy throws a bomb yep. at the car. Uh, it is supposed to fall into the seating area of the car and explode and kill Franz Ferdinand. Which, again, Caleb's kind of dancing around, but if you guys don't know this, that did start World War One. Yes. The assassination of Franz Ferdinand is what led to the beginning of World War One, and arguably kind of the rest of our global conflict. Yes. Yeah. Led to the rise of the Nazis, really, arguably. It, it did. Yeah. It led to World War Two. It led to everything that's kind of going on since then, because it's just been a big snowball. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so a guy... So, so he hucks the bomb. Hucks a bomb. Does not make it. It's supposed to land in the seating area. It does not do that. What it instead does, uh, this car is a convertible. It has a, a fabric top with a metal arm that just kind of reaches up, and it makes that classic, like, coupe shape. Or not coupe shape, but that very square box yeah, shape. Yeah, I think like the Munsters, Adam's Family yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it was down that day because he was doing parades, and <laughs> the guy just misses it by, like, a foot. It hits the canopy that's folded back. Oh. <laughs> and with that, with the way it's folded, it kind of has a spring action to it. So it hits it, flies off in the back, and just explodes a car behind it. Man, I wonder if anybody even had enough time to be like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, um, there's a really, uh, a really interesting comment made by Franz Ferdinand when he got to uh, the city hall of the place he was visiting. He goes, "So this is how you welcome people <laughs> with grenades." <laughs> Which I just think is a really funny statement to make. Well, little did he know, so later that day, yes. he's leaving in the same car. In the same and car. And he's passing by a cafe. And the assassin, the would-be assassin mm -hmm. from the day, who tried to Kobe a letter bomb into the car and failed, just so happens to see the car. And why does he see the car? He sees the car because... Uh, Franz is like, hey, I feel real bad about that car that exploded behind us earlier. Let's go visit them in the hospital. So the chauffeur is going there, makes a wrong turn, has to back up. Well, with those older cars, when you back up, you're kind of messing with the gears and the engine. So he backs up and he goes down this other street. Right when they get to the front of the cafe, the car just stalls. It just stops working. Just out of nowhere, decides it doesn't want to run anymore. And what does that assassin see? An opportunity. Yes. And he takes it, and he shoots Franz Ferdinand mm -hmm. right then and there and starts World War One. Yeah. Because the car that we are going to continue to talk about claimed its first victim. Yes. So uh, he's getting a sandwich, being like, I really fucked up that assassination today. And he just hears... <laughs> and he looks at him, he's like, that's a weird sound. Fuck, there's the guy. <laughs> It'd be funny if he was just like, I would give fucking... He was like, that's one of those situations where you make a hyperbolic prayer to God, and then it comes true, and you're like, fuck! He's like, God, I swear, I will stop cheating on my wife if you just give me another chance. And he turns around, and he's like, okay, well, uh, fine. <laughs> I have my fingers crossed. Got you there behind my back. I'd give my left testicle to finally assassinate France. <laughs> I say anything. Um, it's like a reverse monkey's paw. So he runs out and he and he shoots one in the gut and shoots one on the shoulder of Franz Ferdinand. Franz later then dies uh, in the hospital, thus starting World War One. Yes. Uh, and the car continues its killing spree. Yeah, man, that was just just like with James Dean, just like with Little Bastard. You think the story ends there? That seems like the highest profile killing, and arguably it was the highest profile killing. It started a war, um, but and with James Dean, highest profile killing, mm -hmm. but it would not be the last, and arguably not even 
the most mysterious. No. Like, that one's pretty clear, because somebody shot him in the car. The rest of these killings were the car. Yes. But I argue, I would argue that was as well, because the car stalled. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the owner after, um, Count Hurrah, I, I, Hurrah, my bad. Hurrah, yeah. Uh, Fritz von Hurrah. Lightning strike. <laughs> uh, Hurrah then goes to be, like, one of the key eyewitnesses of the assassination. Um, he kind of has a lot of issues with it as well. So he sells a lot of his stuff. Uh, the car being one of the things. So the car gets sold to an Austrian general, and this Austrian general slowly over the course of four years loses his mind. While driving the car. While driving the car. There are reports of him, like, driving down streets, swerving and laughing, and, like, the dude goes crazy, (laughs) gets admitted, uh, admitted into a mental asylum, and then just shortly after being admitted, dies in the mental asylum. It's because the car drove him crazy. Drove him to kill himself. With that one, yes. Well, I'll get into all my theories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the we'll end. get to. Yeah, you keep explaining all the people it took, then we'll get into theories. So uh, after that, um, it went to another guy. This guy owned the car for nine days. He's driving down the street, and the steering goes out. He sees two people on the street. He's like, I can't kill these two people, but my steering's out. So he's doing everything he can to avoid these two people. Doesn't. Sadly, he hits the two people. Oh, jeez. And then full force head-on hits a tree. So it kills the two people and kills him. <laughs> so this so what's car- the death toll at now? That's one, two, three, Franz, and the guy who killed himself. So we're at five. We're at five. That's five points for this car. That's five points In for this car. In the course so of what? Like less than a year? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Less than a year. It's killed five people. Um, and it, remember that it was coach built just a, what a year before Franz borrowed it. Yes, it's not like it was owned for very long, Mm-mm. and then Franz borrowed it, and it all just went to hell. Yes, uh, another owner after that. Uh, very little information is known about the guy, but he did shortly after purchasing the car commit suicide. Yeah, just unexplainably. Even people that knew him were like, he was never. Suicidal. He never mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, but the previous owner's previous owner did the exact same thing. Yes. It took him a little longer. So uh, then Armistice happens. World War One ends. Yeah. Uh, the newly appointed governor of Yugoslavia uh, buys the car. He's like, this is a huge historical landmark. It is the car that started the war. Yeah, that got he's us like, to where we are now. He's like, I want to own this car. Uh, Yugoslavia is now a new country yeah. at this time. So he's like, I want this car. He buys it. He gets it restored after all these accidents and shit. Um, and it becomes his daily driver. He he is very proud of this car. It's People a big historical this, thing. Uh, but this car actually inspired uh, the Yugo. Interesting. It's Yugoslavia. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what that is. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah the Yugo came from Yugoslavia. Yeah. Uh, it was their car, but the joke was Yugo Ice Day. Yeah, <laughs> they're very slow. Also, if you've never seen Drowning Mona, this is a good time to shout it out. Mm-hmm. Very funny comedy from the early 2000s, all about Yugos uh, and, my, ki- and how they killed people. My aunt in uh, high school drove a Yugo. Uh, she tells me the story quite often because it's very funny. Uh, she was friends with a lot of the people on the football team. She was a band kid, mm-hmm. and so uh, she would, of course, go like to football games with the football players because they would have to perform. Um, 
She said she would park her Yugo at the beginning of the school day, and at the end of the day, it'd be somewhere entirely different because the football players oh, would pick, pick it, it up, up. Yeah, and move, move it. Because it. it's so light. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, so the newly appointed governor of the newly appointed Yugoslavia decides yes. we need to keep this thing in a museum. It's a very important car. And everybody's like, but um, it's killed every person who's bought it since Franz borrowed it. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. We need to have it. Uh, it becomes his daily driver, and he gets in four separate accidents in this car. <laughs> One of the last accidents loses his right arm. He collides with another car and it crushes his arm. He loses the right arm. And he's like, forget what I just said about this being a historical artifact. Wait, maybe I have a... Hold on, I apologize, but maybe I'm onto something here. Maybe he was like, I would give my right arm to own that car. And then he got it and he was like, oh shit, I get to have this car. And little did he know. He lost that right arm. But he was like, "Uh, forget what I just said. This car needs to be destroyed. (laughs) He said, this car fucking sucks. Put it in the ocean. It's interesting how often that seems to be the response with these cursed cars. Put it in the ocean. Um, a the friend best of his, cursed cars, though, refused to go to the ocean. That's true. Yep. Little bastard never made it. No. Yep. Um, a f- friend of his, Dr. Scrixes, uh, is really hard name to pronounce, <laughs> but he's like, no, cars can't be cursed. You're stupid. So he buys the car, drives it for six months. Uh, he's like, I love this car. He's like, see how good this car is? It's not cursed. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh Drives it for six months until one day uh, the overturned vehicle is found on the highway with his crushed body. <laughs> no one saw it. No one knows how. Yeah, nobody saw the accident. He was just... Imagine coming across... So I very... I once came across an accident. People had already responded to it, but it was a rollover that had gone from a higher freeway to the lower freeway we were on. And I could only imagine this is kind of like that, but... Just a road. You just come across a road, and there's just an upturned car with a person underneath it, and it's like a pretty flat road. And it's, how the fuck did that happen? Mm-hmm. That's how they found Travis Walton after he fucked all them aliens. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up face, whenever I can. Face down on a dirt road. <laughs> Under his car. <laughs> Dick in the mud, literally. Enormous <laughs> smile on his face. Guys, you'll never believe where I just was. Yeah, you're right. We won't believe it. We just convicted your friends of murdering you. <laughs> we're not going to let him out, but we're glad you're back. So, of course, this dude, dead. Another doctor buys the car, is one of the shortest owners. And I say Hey, that's not kind. I will say this is uh, mean, but because TMG goes out of their way to ignore the fact that we record in the same UFO. almost said studio. I'm not going to give it away. But the same UFO. uh, I saw them on Mogul Money. Did you see that? Uh Uh-uh. So the camera shot, I don't know if the camera operator did this on purpose, but it was TMG and Hassan. And they're all behind the same pedestal. And you could very clearly see the apple box that Noel was standing on. <laughs> and that's mean as hell. Sorry, when you said uh, shortest owner, I was like, oh, is it Short King? He's like 5'6". I can tame this car. And those cars were huge, too, so you'd have to, like, climb into it. No, not physically shortest. Shortest length of time. And I say that after a previous owner only had it for nine days. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good record to beat. Uh, but this doctor owns the car. He buys the car. And a bunch of his patients are like... You do know that car is cursed, right? And he's like, the car's not cursed. And they're like, cool, you're no longer my doctor. I will have nothing to do with you if you own that car. Yeah, because they thought that the curse would affect them. They figured they were going to die or something. Because what's the So the body count now is doctor who said that it wasn't cursed, guy who owned it before him, 
the two people well, he hit the the guy who owned it before him's arm. He yeah, didn't die in the he car, but he lost arm. his arm. Uh, the guy who killed himself, the two people that got hit by the car, the guy driving so, that crashed into a tree, um, Franz Ferdinand, and the general. So we're looking at so we're looking at eight. Well, we're eight looking at seven arm. and an arm. Seven and an arm. <laughs> Talk about an American way to measure humans. We're looking at seven and a quarter people. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit. Okay, so what happened to him? So his uh, practice starts failing, failing miserably. People are leaving left and right. They're like, you're going to die. You're going to take us with you. Do you think somebody told him that car would cost him an arm and a leg? (laughs) He's like, fuck, I saw what it did to that other guy. Uh, So he hastily sells it to the Swiss race car driver. He's like, fuck this car. My business is failing. People will not interact with me. Have it. The Swiss driver's like, cool, this is a one-of-a-kind car. I'll love to have this car. Enters it in a road race in the Dolomites, smashes into a stone wall, flips him out of the car, and he breaks his neck hitting the ground. That's wild, because it's not even like it crushed him. It Mm-mm. threw him. It, that feels like a melee kill from a car, like yeah. getting punched by a car. Yeah. It, like... <laughs> Jeez. And he went... <laughs> yeah. Uh, audio the audio listeners are like, oh, that was great. It went, So that is now eight and a quarter people. Yeah, eight and an arm. <laughs> Seven and an arm and a neck. <laughs> I mean, it oh, did kill him. So. He had to take his neck. So he doesn't look like a big Ed now. He's not like, I drove that car. Now eight women. Now I hate women. <laughs> no, I think he hated women before the car. Um... Uh, <laughs> so the car uh, then gets put up onto auction. <laughs> That's bold. Yeah. That's bold. Alright, does someone fucking want this Who car? Who wants to be next? <laughs> Highest bidder gets to die. Uh, so this well-off farmer um, bids on the car, wins the car. And he kind of, he uses it in the same sense that like farmers now will buy like a Dodge Ram, like a really kitted out Dodge Ram, but he had a, still use it as a farm truck. He had a farm use he had uh, a farm use limousine. Yeah, <laughs> farm use limo is great. I'd love to drive around town with a farm use plate on. And when the cops pull you over, they're like, "What the fuck?" You open the door and there's just sheep back there. <laughs> like it says farm use. So uh, this farmer buys it. He uses it as his farm car, which is hilarious. <laughs> he's like fucking tilling the fields with it. It's his tractor. Uh, and he's driving what to market one really day. really didn't know what a tractor was? You know, he's like, he made all of his money paying people, and then they left him, and he was like, okay, I can do this on my own. I'm gonna go buy a tractor. And this is what he bought. He's like, look at the tractor I bought. <laughs> he's like, son... You bought a limo. He's like, son, can you dry, uh, draw me he's a like, picture of a tractor? And the kid draws, like, a picture of a tractor where it's square and square, and it's got four <laughs> wheels, and he's like... Oh, that's a tractor. And someone's like, that's a limousine. And he's like, I'm pretty sure that's a tractor. <laughs> I'd like to buy your tractor. Uh, you know what? I would love to get rid of that. Thing, yeah. So. Dude, you can have it. You want, like, give me four bucks. <laughs> he thinks it's a tractor, but let's just get it the fuck out of here. So he's driving it to market. And you'll never guess what it does. Does it flip? It stalls. It does one of its other main moves. It didn't do its ultimate flip, but it stalls. So he's driving down the street, just, and he's like, fuck. Well, he's luckily on a main road, and a buddy of his, who's also a farmer, drives past in his actual farm truck, <laughs> and he's like, 
hey man, what happened? He goes, well, you know, tractor problems. Tractor, <laughs> tractor broke. And he's like, you're a fucking idiot. He's like, do you want me to just tow you? I just see this guy in like a suit and a fancy hat. And he's like, he's all rolled up. He's like, well, this tractor just won't go. And this farmer's like, you are dumb as fuck. It's me in Stardew Valley. And it's like, I'm a farmer. And they're like, do you know anything about farming? I'm like, turnips take four days to grow. I know that much. <laughs> Emily loves it when I give her crystals. <laughs> um, so this farmer buddy pulls up and is like, hey, man, what happened? He's like, tractor's broken. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. You want me to tow you to the market? Yes, He's please. Like, yeah, that's great. So they hook it up. They start going, uh, dragging the car. When all of a sudden they get about halfway there, the car just goes, boom, starts up, rams into the back of the truck that's towing it, pushes it off a cliff. So the car the and car the killed truck, itself. the car killed itself. It careens it down the rush of a highway. So off the off the side of the highway, uh, both the farmers were killed. Fucking fuck. So the farmer that thinks it's a tractor, the farmer that knows it's not a tractor, both die. So now we're up to ten in an arm. Damn. No, eleven in an arm. Eleven in an arm. That's yeah. eleven in an arm. It is eleven in an arm. So I bet the dude. I bet that guy with the doctor with the practice that dodged this bullet completely because he had a great bunch of patients that were like, "No," was like, "I want to give all of you a freak checkup. I want to take care of all of you forever. Thank you so much for helping me dodge that bullet. I'm so glad I don't own that car. It has gone on to kill multiple people." But yeah, uh, and then we get into the final owner. Da 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 da. It's the final owner. <laughs> Okay, so now let's talk about the final owner, Tiber Hirschfield. What a name, Tiber. Tiber. Is that Tiber Crystal? What is that? Uh, no, that's this arm right here. This bow right here. Guess no, it. I think it's the one that goes around. <laughs> you see, it's a, we're doing, talking about the tibia, and it's a fucking leg bone. We're both stupid. I don't think that's right. Anyway, so Tibia Hirschfield. <laughs> tibia Hirschfield. Um, Tiber, no, Tiber is, uh, like, I'm not even going to... Beans. It's tiger uh, fiber. It's how you make sure that your cats are pooping regular. So Tiber Hirschfield is the last private owner of this car. And he buys it and he's like, well, you know what will get rid of this curse? Changing the paint job. Now, you giggle. But we have said in multiple occasions that it seems like things acquire curses when you change their appearance in mm -hmm. a way. Like Little Bastard became evil when it was painted. When it was painted in... Like painted on little bastard. Yeah. The Cornor Diamond. If you yep. haven't seen that episode, when, when it was cut down. Yeah, when it was because it was enormous, and then it was cut down. Still really big, but it was cut down to. They cut what like over half of the weight off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the name of impurities, you know. So when you do this sort of stuff, it does have a tendency to have an effect. So he's like, it needs a less sinister paint job. It was uh, it was black with a little bit of red, and he's like, that's and just so much dried blood. Oh yeah, that that was the red. It wasn't a pinstripe. It was just blood spattered about the whole car. Um, but he's like, well, I'll just repaint it. So he paints it to this nice cheerful blue shade, and he's like, see. Curse is over. I'm going to drive this car now. Look at this beautiful car. It's a beautiful flower car. It smells nice. We're going to take in the sun, boys. Get your arms out. Just take in the day. 
Close your eyes. <laughs> so he invites five friends to accompany to him to a wedding. Yep. Uh, take a beautiful drive in his beautiful car. That's totally not fucking cursed. Uh, only four of them go with him. So it's him and You know one of them was like, no, no. Someone's like, I'm not no. riding that Dude, fucking Dude, I'm car. not getting in that car. Why? What do you mean, why? Blue paint didn't fix it. I'm not getting in the car. So uh, they're headed to this this wedding, just going about their business, and I guess enough time has passed where the little ultimate meter has filled up. Someone slams that Q button. That car. All five of them die in a head-on collision. Just slammed into another car. Slams into another car. Yep. All five of them died. That brings our count up to 16 in an all. And I'd like to point out that it veered into oncoming traffic. It did. Uh, another car that did that. Little bastard. But it veered right into oncoming. They're just driving along. And out of nowhere, boom, all five <laughs> dead. Thrown um, from the car, dead. So now it is in a museum. Like, they, they restore it. There's so many things. They're like, no one should fucking own this vehicle ever again. <laughs> uh... Do you think the maintenance man at that museum stubs his toe a lot when he's around the car? Oh, yeah. Ed just injured all the time. He's got, like, a broom on the ground. He steps on it, smacks him in the face. I will say, I actually think the most accurate thing that I liked about the scripting of the game Control was that the janitor was the one that everybody turned to. Mm -hmm. Because that is really who sees everything. And oh, if yeah. you worked in a building like that, you would be, you'd have to be the coolest with all that stuff. Yeah. So... You know, maybe, actually, if you are in that position. But yeah, fucking working at that museum's got to be crazy. I mean, what do you do? So this car, grand toilet, brings us to the the end of its murder spree that puts us at what? 16 in an arm. 16 in an arm. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people, man. Even if you count out the ones that killed themselves because it allegedly drove them crazy, it killed 13 people. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of people for a car to kill. Um, it's a lot more than most cars kill. Yeah. <laughs> it's more than Little Bastard killed. Little Bastard, when we were reading that story, it seemed wild, but that car just kept falling and hurting people. It only killed a couple other people. Yeah. I say that. Like, it only killed... This cursed car only killed four people. Like, what kind of weird shit am I talking about? But <laughs> it is crazy to think that this car killed three times the number that Little Bastard did. And started World War One. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because if it had not stalled, if the car wouldn't have stalled, if the car would have been able to make that turn, you can blame the driver all you want. Yeah. And I know a poor craftsman blames their tools. But that car stalled. Yes. And we're very superstitious people. And what that means to us is that that was intended to happen. It makes me think of the very beginning of Children of Men, that explosion of that bomb. It feels like that's what that would have been like because it's so close. It's mm -hmm. still kind of far. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? What do you? I know you got some theories cooking on this. So one. I do have a couple of theories. Uh, my one theory is like a... I, I love... Talking about like monkey paw situations. Yeah, well, this really feels like one, doesn't it? So I feel like the Graff brothers maybe did a monkey's paw situation where they were like, we want to be successful automobile operators. And that's why anyone they interacted with before they started making their own vehicles went bankrupt. Like, they're like, yeah, you guys can be successful, but if you try to partner with anyone, they're going to go bankrupt. Yeah. Uh, and they were so successful that that first car that they made lasted. 85 years. Yeah, that's true. Like, they were successful cars. You know what's wild about that car, too, is that it has survived as many accidents as it has. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it pushed that tow truck off the, like, off a cliff, killed two people, and was restorable and drivable again. Yes. Like, it rolled 
three, four, five times. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how many times it was in a very serious collision, but came out of it kind of unscathed. It, it to me, it reeks of like when uh, in like a medieval story when the knight makes his blade of something evil. Yeah, and makes it like extra sharp. Mm -hmm. You know, it feels like that sort of thing. It feels like a Dark Souls curse. That brings me to my second theory. My second theory runs with. Uh, the general going crazy, okay. the man killing himself, and all the people losing control of the car. And that theory is a little less superstitious, a little more uh, understanding science, and that is, I bet there was a lot of lead in that car. Yeah, there was probably a lot of lead in that car, but I wonder... <sighs> yeah. I wonder lead and mercury may have driven these people to become crazy, or... Lose focus. Yeah, but the car. Why did the car start when it was on a tow truck? That that is the weird part. And a car like that. This isn't your. You know, this isn't a car you can start with a key fob. This isn't a push button car. This isn't like a simple thing. It's a large mechanical gear to get it to start. Mm. Um, the electrical current, the quality of the wires, all these things aren't the same. It's not as easy as just turning a car on now. So that being said, I find it hard to believe that them fucking thing it started itself yeah the, it's, the only it's thing like what we talked about at the very beginning when we we're talking about the bar we t talk about ghost stuff in the bar a lot but then a glass exploded and we watched one slut without anybody touching it we watched it slide off the bar that stuff is so much more real yeah you know the it's, only thing and i fully believe this car is cursed but the only thing that i could say to it turning itself back on is if you didn't like flip the switch to turn it off and you are dragging it maybe it built up like some sort of electricity yeah like with those wheels. Well, I don't think in. it would start electricity, but it could. In, no, it couldn't bump start itself because it was a front wheel drive car. It's true. So it can't bump start itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. I know. I've had a lot of real wheel drive trucks specifically, so I could bump start them if I needed to. But uh, I, I also like the idea that with this monkey pole situation, they're like, we want to build cars that just won't stop. And this car wouldn't stop. Like that first car wouldn't stop. Have we considered that maybe. This Fritz von, what's what was his last name? Is it difficult uh, to pronounce last name? Hurak. That sound is what it sounds like when Cody takes a P. I don't know why. It's not like that for anybody else. It's just like that with him. <laughs> uh, maybe Fritz von Hurak has disappeared from history. Maybe he's a Kang like character. Maybe he's a time traveler. Oh, we didn't bring that story up, but there was the guy in Wyoming who said he was a time traveler. He got picked up, he was drunk, and he just yeah. insisted that he was a time traveler that was picked up by aliens, which we're joking about it right now because we just heard the headline. But like the Travis Walton story, like we're probably going to be telling this in a oh, week yeah. about this guy. But yeah, it's, I, it's funny that you bring up time travel though, because there is one thing that is a huge coincidence with this vehicle okay uh and that is the car's license plate was a one 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 uh one eight so the day that franz ferdinand was assassinated was his license plate number not the day he was assassinated the day world war one ended oh 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 even weirder a one november 11th 1918 oh yeah because 18 is that would armistice be the end of it. yeah so a 11, Armistice. 11, 18 Ooh. was the license plate of this car. That's Alex Jones fuel right there. That's that is like, stuff. this car knew its destiny. Yeah. This car knew it had to kill Franz Ferdinand, and it just was tying up loose ends. It maybe Fritz... Maybe, keeper of the timeline. <laughs> yeah, man. I think maybe Fritz pruned his impression from the timeline. You know, like, if this dude is this hard to find, and there are these few records of a man who owned as much as he did... Mm -hmm. 
maybe there's a reason. Maybe he, and maybe, you know, beyond, like, just time travel shit, which is obviously more exciting for us to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he was just a really powerful guy who set out to accomplish something. Maybe he was channeling the um, inner... Uh, coastal elite cabal energy and he yeah. was cursing a car to send out into the world I don't know that's what QAnon would tell us but yeah I uh, I don't know the, I like the time travel theory a lot because yeah that coincidence for Armistice is wild and the car I mean it's another instance like Little Bastard where it feels like the car was designed to just kill because it was built and then it killed everything it touched yeah and that's such an odd it's just that doesn't happen with your Camry. The Rav Four that you cut off in traffic yesterday doesn't have a, per, it doesn't have a body count. Yeah, you know, it's never killed anybody, let alone fourteen, fifteen people. There are a bunch of like with any major news article or story or anything like that, you get false stories yeah, that course. pop up. Uh, there's one that was one of my my favorites, um, and that is in World War Two. Uh, this is a false story. Of course, it's a false story because, like I said, the car is still in a museum to this day. Yeah. But there's a story that the government had enough for the car. They shipped the rebuilt car to a museum, and uh, one afternoon, Allied bombers reduced the museum to smoking rubble. Nothing was found. Except the car. Nothing was found of the head of the museum or the car. Except a pair of dismembered hands clutching the steering wheel. But you can go see the car today. Like, yeah, that's a false story. Yeah, that's a bullshit story. And there are definitely bullshit stories out there about what may have happened with the car, what might have caused it. I I mean, so to tie it together, because we talked about World War One leading to World War Two. do you think it was a... Do you think it's... Do you think the Nazi curse that Little Bastard has was the same type of curse? Like... We don't really we, we don't pretend to be witches, so we don't know a whole lot about yeah, curses. No, not at all. But let's let's talk about it briefly. Do you think do you think those are the same flavor of curse? Do, what, like, what are the types of curses? Um, there's like a death curse. There's yeah. like a poverty curse. There's love curses. I think there's yeah a love curse. I think there's a karma curse. I think karma, if karma exists, it's a curse. <laughs> and it's very simple. If you do bad things, bad things happen to you. It's like a passive. What if karma's the devil? Karma could be the devil. Yeah, firm but fair. Um, and I... Like a good father figure. I fully believe that uh, with Archduke Franz Ferdinand. I mean, he was a politician. He uh, he had some questionable ways. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think a cool curse idea is that it's nature versus machine curse. Okay. Because Archduke Franz Ferdinand was known to be a prolific hunter. Oh, and, like, there are pictures of him where it's him and his hunting group, and they just have, like, a pile of deer in front of them. Um, he was known to just, like, mow down rare animals without thinking twice about it. This is what I always figured the sequel of Fern Gully would be about. It'd be about the black smoke befriending all of the plants and them fighting humans together. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, actually what I assume the black smoke monster on the Lost Island is. It's the black smoke from Fern Gully. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. That's yeah. fun. Uh, He's like, I'm going to go live on a beach with my cool tropical friends. I'm tired of you fucking humans. But if it tells you anything, uh, the Archduke was, he was like an indiscriminate huntsman. Like, he yeah. didn't care. He was basically like that one kid everyone went to high school with that carried around like a knife on his hip. And you know that he like killed a household cat with it. Uh, but his record... Yeah, we all know that guy. His name was like Kyler or some shit. I don't know. 
If you don't know the guy, you're probably the guy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Nobody tell my cat. So, um, when he was in pursuit of small game, his personal record was 2,140 kills in a day. Jeez. Um, it is believed that he is responsible for the death of 272,439 animals during his lifetime. This dude is who the Pauls would be if it was, you know, 100, 200 years ago. Uh, he is written to have multiple uh, mishaps with his firearms from them overheating. Jesus. And we're talking about musket-type guns. Goddamn, what a brutal dude. And you know it was all, like, easy captive hunting, too, because oh, yeah. he was a wealthy guy. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was just sort of the cosmos getting back at this dude for being an asshole, and he just was, like... being a real piece of shit to animals. Because it does, it very much felt like, uh, like, uh, you know, we talk about cursed items. I think about, like, Goosebumps books. You think about the monkey's paw, mm -hmm. or, like, you know, Tomb Raider or whatever. And those types of items, when you... Uh, when you touch like a cursed item, it's passed on to you. It kind of feels like that. It sort of felt like as long as you left the car alone, like the doctor who got rid of it, yeah, no repercussions. Fine. The dude who listened to the warning shot when he lost his arm was like, heard, okay. Well, I guess it wasn't. He was like, okay, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it seemed like if you weren't willing to play ball, the car would fight back with you yeah. in a way that you could not handle. Um. The one thing that kind of concretes my theory that it was nature versus machine, or nature versus the Duke, basically, and it kind of imparted itself in the car, was there's apparently an oral tradition among Austrian uh, huntsmen. It's never really found in history books, but it's kind of been passed on from time to time. And that is, uh, there are these rare white stags that are all throughout Germany and Austria. Yeah. And it's said that if you shoot one, it is extremely bad luck. Yeah. And if you shoot and kill one, uh, you or a family member will die within the year. Oh. Well, in 1913, it is, uh, it was written, it was found and written that apparently he had shot in one. Oh, in so lifetime. he shot a white stag. He cursed yes. himself. Yeah, so that's what makes so my theory. White stag curse. White stag curse. There's the, there's the name of the episode. White there's the white curse. stag curse, and then there's the red stag curse. <laughs> yeah, the red stag curse was I got two buddies, um, all bar guys. One's a former Marine who likes to drink because that's like kind of their personality. And uh, kind of. Drink and eat entire, crayons. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Marines love to eat crayons. So anyway, uh, they were... Uh, one the marine was sitting down at the other guy's bar. The bar was failing, so they only had a bottle of Red Stag left. For those at home who don't know, that's Kid Rock's um, cherry flavored Jim Beam. It's exactly as bad as that sounds. Yeah, probably worse. And he poured that um, for the marine guy, and he was like, "Oh, absolutely not!" And for the rest of the summer, um, he forced the other one of my buddies to drink Red Stag. He probably drank a bottle a week, maybe two bottles a week in shots. He would just, every time we were anywhere, he would just keep them coming. He would like, Red Stag, Red Stag, Red Stag. Yeah, that's my endorsement for the military. <laughs> he also has his name as a tramp stamp on his body, his last name. Yeah, just in case I forget. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I don't know, man. This one's a this one's a really fucking interesting one. I, the, the more we get into these... Haunted cars, the more it starts to feel this way. That curse wouldn't surprise me, especially, you know. I remember when I was a kid, um, there was a white buffalo born, and that's a real big deal. Um, and 
everyone was very protective of it and it was in like custody with some uh like white people were in custody of it and that caused a whole fuss because like the res and everything so Mm -hmm. yeah i would imagine that i could see that if there are curses for that type of shit yeah this dude fully had one coming well i mean i feel like there are nature curses i mean look at look at the world around us yeah i don't know that that's a curse that's just a direct result of our in action. Well, yeah, we treat the earth like shit. It's gonna treat us like shit back. It's gonna humans. We forget. Um, we've built the world to be a scale smaller than us, mm-hmm. and we forget to be humble in the face of things that are much larger. And the systems, the ecosystem around us, is much, much larger. And it doesn't really matter if, like, you believe in it huh. because it's. 10,000 times larger than you are and the forest fire that's going to rip through your home does not give a fuck if you thought this wasn't real two years ago. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's real now. And Mother Nature is really unforgiving and I think it's been a long time since we've had to deal whether it be with COVID or with this. Uh, I mean people are going to say Mother Nature's not COVID but uh, that we've had to deal with Mother Nature really fucking pushing back and being like no you stay over there. We hit a breaking point. Yeah, we're a breaking wave. Uh, yeah, I, this was a really fun one. I love a cursed anything, but a cursed vehicle is right up there. And uh, to, you brought this to my attention. I had no idea that the car Franz Ferdinand was killed and also went on to be like prolific murderer of other people, or at least intrinsically <laughs> tied to the death of yeah. people in the suicide Ooh. cases, you know. Um, but yeah, so... You never know. You never know. It's, I bet. I bet with a little bit of surface investigation, we're going to find out that the car that you know Princess Diane Doty were in was secretly cursed uh, fifty years ago well, when no, it came she out. She was of just that. killed by the royal family. So. Uh, that's a. I mean, yeah, she was killed by the royal family. That's that's just what happened. She was. That's not a killed. curse. That was a cut break line. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's a whole different thing. They were just murdered. Uh, heaven forbid you join and leave, Megan. At least she's got Harry to protect her. All right, so thank you guys for joining us for the episode. You meant Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you if you liked it, obviously please subscribe, like all that fun stuff. And now we get into the fun part of the end of every podcast, where we give you a riddle. Caleb, what was the answer to the last week's riddle? Last week's riddle was: uh, What has a neck but no head, two arms and no hands? Uh, that's simple. It's a shirt. Oh, I thought it was a duck. <laughs> this week's is a little I'm more bad fun. At riddles, so you, you, we didn't. David's father has three sons: Snap, Crackle, and who is the third? Put it in the comments. Yeah, please put it down in the comments. Let us know what you think. Also, let us know what you think of this case. Do you think the car was cursed? Do you think that we're cuckoo birds for thinking that it was cursed? Do you think it's a bunch of fluff? We had somebody leave a comment on the previous podcast that they just thought that the story was as simple as possible. Do you think it was Occam's razor? Let us know. Leave it in the comments. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. day you didn't need Joe Rogan. You just had a 27-year-old who told you that mines invented cell phones for 5G. That's me. I'm that guy. I'm frustrated. I, like, worked my whole life. I've done so many drugs, and I've been outmoded by this fucking dink, and it's